0: Howdy, and welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is August 27th, 2019. I'm your host, Eric Clark, and we are about just a hair over two weeks away from the Wisconsin bow season opener. Uh, Okay, so I hate mosquitoes. I think most of the listeners know that. So F those devil bugs, but I'm really excited. I'm really freaking excited to get out there. Uh, i got to finish tuning in my bow with my new site. Still, I haven't had a whole lot of time to do that. I've been really, really busy with some things. couple quick announcements that I'll make. First of all, shout out to our title sponsor, Backwoods Grind Coffee. If you go to backwoodsgrind.com, uh, what I recommend is taking a look at their sample packs. They have a three-pack sampler and a six-pack sampler for you to try out their different blends that they have. And I will say that it is fresher. Than what you can get at the grocery store if you're not grinding it yourself at the grocery store. Meaning, when you order their coffee from Backwoods Grind, those guys over there will grind it up before they send your package in the mail. So it is as fresh as it can be, uh, which is part of why it tastes so damn good. So if you want to try their sampler packs or just go ahead and pull the trigger on the fireside or the sunrise or the high noon or the camphouse or whatever it is. Uh, go ahead and enter in code W2H podcast and save yourself ten percent. Anyways, uh, some of the announcements I wanted to make are that the Where to Hunt app is in the midst of being updated, so stand by. You should see something soon from the Google and iOS Play Store to update. If you haven't already downloaded it, if you download it now, it might be a little wonky because it is being worked on actively. Um, Very excited about that. And uh, W2H RUT Club Radio is kicking off in a week from when this is launched. So September 3rd uh, at 6 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, we're going to launch the RUT Club Radio. And I know early season it's kind of silly to have a RUT radio show, but we want to kind of build that momentum rolling into the RUT. So if you have some stories from last year... um, You know, that's kind of what we're looking for to kind of get us excited and kick things off. What I will say is I will um, incentivize y'all to share that segment and call in for every single caller that calls in during that half hour segment. I will enter your name into a drawing and you will be entered to win a whole mess of products from heated hunts, which will be the title sponsor for that segment. So, um, if you don't know who Heated Hunts is, we'll get more into that come next week. But that's the bit of the teaser. Those are some of my announcements. Also, apparently, <laughs> I got my first one-star review on iTunes. I'm pretty jacked about it. I think it's funny because they said, I'm not funny. Uh, no shit. I never said I was funny. I think I'm probably dad joke funny. You know, like I'm that guy. So, um, anyway that's great if you have uh, anybody you want to share this podcast with that means a lot to me if you want to leave a review even if it's one star i'll probably get some entertainment out of it but i appreciate that stuff so thanks for for all of that and we actually got our first ever prank caller on today's episode and so that does kind of take us through a bit of a diversion as far as our conversation goes and we start talking about some um beastly animals uh that may or may not actually exist, depends on what your beliefs are there. So hopefully y'all enjoy this episode with Acorn Outdoors out of Missouri. Um, That's all I got to say. So let's go ahead and get into it. We got a whole bunch of dudes on the show with us
1: today. Um, Some guys with Acorn Outdoors. We got Lance Brown, Ethan, and Dustin. And I didn't get your guys' last names, but that's okay because I botch them anyways. Guys, what's up?
2: (laughs) What's going on? Well, it's happening, brother.
1: Great. I've just switched from coffee to scotch, so it's going to get real good.
3: Oh, it's going to get wild now. Thanks. I like that. I like. We like <laughs> staying wild here.
1: <laughs> so I've had, I think, up to eight callers on the show in the course of an hour, but I've never had three guests on at once. So. um as I, my wife said, I'm sorry, did the middle of my sentence interrupt the beginning of yours? I suspect we're going to have some interruptions throughout this because we can't see each other, but it's all good, guys. If you got something to say, chime on in. All righty. So maybe just tell us, uh, whoever wants to go, who Acorn Outdoors is. Dustin, I got the
2: Dustin question.
3: Dustin? Yeah. All
1: right, Dustin, you're on
2: deck. <laughs>
3: well, so uh, us. Is- us as friends down here in southeast missouri we've uh i've always had kind of like the passion to film hunts never really thought it would go anywhere i just had a sony handicam and uh i mean i'd go film best i could and then uh i remember one day filmed my buddy kill a deer and it was like the most exciting thing i've ever experienced wrapped that to a couple years later ethan done burned his buck tag up and Anyway, ended up coming up to northern Missouri and filmed me killing a good eight-pointer, and he got excited about it, and so we kind of all just, me and him and a bunch of other friends just kind of come together and said, let's do something, and uh, didn't know anything about about anything at that time, and we're just kind of slowly learning and just having fun with it, and I hope just to stay wild, you know what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) The key word you said in there is have fun with it and learn, like those are the two those are the two paramount things man that we need more in this industry than anything else is fun and learning and to perpetuate that as much as possible
3: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, i done i remember when we first started this thing i remember telling everybody i said look guys we're gonna have fun with it and if it stops being fun i'm out you know i'm i i do not even want to do this no more so
1: and so far you're still doing it so it sounds like you're having fun
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We try to have as much of that as we can.
1: Hell, yeah, fellas. Well, real quick, so Lance, you and I met, and uh, you got to see how much of an okay hunter I actually am, or at least okay bow bow shots. I stuck a tree, (laughs) so that was pretty funny. I thought I didn't get that arrow back. I bought some more.
4: I was in the same boat. I think it was on the, the same target, actually.
1: Oh, well, I think, yeah, did you, so I shot, I think, over it, and then, you know, I was trying to find my arrow, and you're like, is this one yours here in the tree? I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's, yeah that Put was my good, head down. Was, uh,
4: yeah, the one I hit was just that little slip, little sapling next to the 14 rings.
1: So. Yeah.
4: Get get in there.
1: But, that's funny. Yeah. Well, that anyway, dude, definitely, like, definitely that was a good fun time. day. Shout for out sure. to those guys over there, especially, yep. um, you know, Kurt for putting most of that together. And then, you know, he's around, right? He's round. He was there.
4: He is. Yep. Yeah, yeah it was I feel a lot of bad giving him fun. shit,
1: but, you oh, know, that's what you. they do, right? He's like a punching bag. That's
4: all they do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's the butthole of the podcast, guys.
1: So. <laughs> that and <friggin', laughs> the pod- uh, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Mullet, Eric. Uh, two Erics yeah. don't make a fucking right, I guess. But I'm <laughs> Bolton and he's got a mullet, so I think between the two of us, we make a pretty decent-looking dude, maybe.
4: Yeah, maybe, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it was a lot all of fun, already. uh after finally listening to you guys for so long and then meeting up down there and finally getting to put a face to the voice, you know. So it was it was a lot of fun for sure.
1: You know, I'm uh, sure I didn't meet any of your expectations, but...
4: Oh, no, no, no. I didn't have no expectations going into it for anybody or nothing
3: like that. So,
1: so you guys are in Missouri. Uh, I was looking at a uh, Google map of Missouri because I'm geographically challenged. So for those that are like me, you're right in the middle of Iowa, Illinois, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Tennessee. And that's Missouri. And there's like yeah. this fine line of forest and then fields. So yep. your guys' season's coming up and opening on the 15th of September. So we're about two weeks away or so. Maybe mm-hmm. a touch more than that. Um, You know, what does is, what is your season look like over there as far as getting started?
4: Who wants to go first? Ethan, you want to take it? Lance, you're up. I'm up? All right. Um, As far as my season, uh, this is my first year with Acron Outdoors. Um, I kind of met Ethan online just scrolling through Instagram and seeing a post where he had tagged his location at Poplar Bluff and I was like, well, who's this? Because I just moved um, a little ways from Poplar Bluff. I'm about 30 miles from Poplar Bluff in Elsinore. I just moved there and didn't really know a whole bunch of people so I was just kind of looking through stuff then we got to chat and then met up to shoot bows at the bow shop and that's kind of how we had met but um, as far as my season I'm going to hunt a lot of public ground around here um, that's the majority of the hunting that I'll do and uh, there's a few private spots with some of these guys I'm going to go to but um, it's mainly public and we kind of just get the boots on the ground and do some scouting and we're taking a boat out to go check out some public spots but Missouri uh, you can't can't uh, hang have cameras up unfortunately so uh, we kind of public land track. you can't yeah correct we can't have cameras on public land so that's kind of a downfall but um, it, it definitely makes it more challenging because you're more or less hunting signs and hunting tracks so it's going to be interesting for sure
1: Makes if yep. you don't have a good sense of inventory. What about what about you guys, Dustin, Ethan?
3: Well, uh, I've got a few shooters I've on some private ground that I've just recently acquired permission on. And uh, other than that, usually we, I've got just thousands upon thousands of acres of government, and I just try to stick my nose in wherever it is. There's a few spots I've got picked out, but, uh, I mean, it's looking good. It looks like the acorns are going to be real good this year. We've got so much rain down here. That, uh, I mean, there's little lakes popping up everywhere, and uh, I think the acre and crop should be good. So it's kind of going to be a just get in the woods and try to think about the best place to be and try to see if some luck will come your way. So, Ethan, who's
1: next? Ethan.
2: Yeah, um, this is Ethan. My, I'm I'm a little bit different because I live on my farm and I hunt mainly private. So, and I and I kind of look at things a little bit differently, typically. So, m- probably this season, what I'm going to do is I'm going to chase around a bunch of these guys with a camera early, and I run, like, I run the cutting link um, cameras on my farm, cell cameras, so I'll run, like, 10 or 12 of those on here, and basically what I'm doing is I've got all those cameras in my hot spots, and I try to stay out until the time's right, till I start seeing some shooters, because my farm really doesn't load up with bucks until at least mid-October. And they start splitting up. Good.
1: Well, that's when the mosquitoes are gone. So, like that's that's a great yeah. Point. You
2: know, you know, I'm gonna be behind a camera when the mosquitoes are going. So, if one of them guys misses uh, a buck, we'll blame it on the skaters.
1: That's what I would do. It probably I would, that's probably legit. That's not even an excuse. And um, down here in
2: rice country, they get pretty big. A little bit of rice we have. So.
1: Well, one thing. Yeah, but, so, real quick, one of the so uh, there's comments that come through right from time to time throughout the show and. Uh, looks like Robert Campbell just asked a question for you guys that I do not know the answer to. He said, is it true you cannot film your hunts in Missouri if you're a non-resident? Mm, that, I don't, I don't, man, I, never, you guys are residents. You probably haven't had to think about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That?
3: I don't think that's right. But yeah, because you I, see people
2: everywhere come in and that. do
3: that. Yeah. yeah.
1: It wouldn't be hard to link up with some residents like you guys, right? if that were the case.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, if
4: if you look at just like the the hunting shows, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, hunting shows out there that aren't Missouri residents that are filming hunts. So So I wouldn't think it'd be true.
1: Interesting. That's well, we don't know. I guess uh, we'll have to do some digging into that, Robert, and and get back to you and see what we can come up with, if anything. But one thing I wanted to call out with, I think, uh, Dustin, you were talking about, you know, the acorns, uh, kind of the crop or whatever. And you guys really do say acorn. Like, that's how the name came about. I got to take a second to unpack that for a second because the working class guys <laughs> had me on their show. And they're like, dude, what do you say in Wisconsin that, like, we don't say in Illinois. And I'm like, bubbler for water fountain. Time machine for ATM, which means <laughs> take your money everywhere. Miami. And they're like, what else? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And now I just heard you guys say an acorn. And I'm, I call it acorn. <laughs> yeah
3: yeah i think ethan, that is everything yeah yeah ethan, you want Ager. me to tell him the story about how the the name come about
2: fire away brother there's fire two away. different stories to it <laughs> okay. okay so
3: uh this starts back in high school ethan you know we just always say akron he was in english class well the english teacher kept prena- or correcting them saying that's not the correct pronunciation well, he flipped open the dictionary and looked, and the first pronunciation of it is actually acorn. And, uh, you know, that's just been a joke. We've always called him acorn, you know, as we're growing up and everything like that. And then then we just thought about it, and he said something one day about acorn outdoors, and I said, you know, there's a lot of deep meaning behind, like, that term because, you know, like, you walk out in the woods and you look at a giant oak tree. Well, that oak tree came from a tiny acorn. And it uh, didn't look very good at first, but, and that's kind of how we kind of see ourselves is, you know, we come into this as just complete newbies. No one uh, <clears throat> knows anything. And, and uh, I just kind of, we really just see the potential of growth. Like, I mean, I think if you just get out and do what you love, I think you'll have success just doing it, just doing what you do. So that's kind of the, the deep theological meaning of acorn, but we do call those things acorns around here.
1: <laughs> i like the accent guys I, I you know i got a buddy that lives down in texas <laughs> got no and he's living... yeah well apparently i don't either but you depends on who you talk to right yeah, like, yeah my buddy he's got these little girls right these daughters and they got the sweetest cutest little southern accent like mama you know i got hurt yeah and i'm like shit can you like take my daughter for a little while and, and she can pick up that <laughs> accent because that's adorable oh, yeah yeah
3: yeah you can't <laughs> beat that if you go a little bit south of us, actually, I mean, then you'll really start hearing it more pronounced.
1: I got, yeah, like, close to where I'm at, like, you know, Wisconsin and, you know, whatever. It's Minnesota. It's a long O. Oh, so, yeah. I think our topic of discussion, you know, if we can if we can skirt around to it, uh, don't mind me, I'm just putting some more ice in my scotch, is... Uh, <laughs> Hunting and timber and, and big timber, potentially, like, you guys got that really dynamic state where you got that hard line of crops and then hardwoods. You know, what are your big timber kind of woods and forests like down there, and, and how do you guys kind of approach that?
3: Uh, well, really like... go ahead. Oh, well, I, was I was just waiting. I didn't, I didn't want to jump in. and Oh, yeah. Well, I'll give my take, and then I'll let these guys take a turn. But like, basically, what what you got around here is just—I uh, mean, I don't know. I'd, I'd almost go safe to say there's millions of acres, you know, right around us. Not a good, not a good guy with numbers, if you can't tell. But <laughs> there's just—it's either it's all woods, mountains, uh, big rolling hills. I mean, you just like you can go sometimes ten, twelve miles without seeing a field anywhere. It's just all woods around here, and, but that's the you know like you go a little south of us and you start getting into more fields. But the the thing about big timber that I've picked up and noticed a lot in my experience is just you got to know how thermals work and the wind and how it works with thermals. That's the and I still don't know anything about it. I mean I try I try to learn every time I see them. I make a mistake and I see what happens. But, the wind and the thermals are your two biggest things to hunt around here and just kind of knowing how bucks will cruise these ridges and stuff like that and just trying to make a best guess and try to hope it's right. But I know Ethan like, has another opinion that I heard him say before, so tell him, Ethan.
2: Yeah, my, my big thing that I – my target or I really like big river bottoms with big flats, and just because you can, you can count on that – that river usually to pull your scent down it you know especially first thing in the morning if you can get up against that river it'll pull your scent down that river um i learned that from a conversation with grant woods one time but and then i also another big thing i target is if i'm going to hunt the hills i'm going to find a big saddle a big transition saddle loaded up with acorns and that's going to be my uh those are my go-to's
4: And, um, and Lance, what so about I'm, you? I'm, I like. Um, I agree with Ethan. I do like to hunt them saddles and the bridges. Um, I like to find those those acre flats because out here, there's there's not a ton of there's a, there's a lot of hay fields, but um, once you get deep into them woods, those those acres are crucial to them. And <clears throat> you play your wind and your thermals right, and you just you just catch them cruising from saddle to acre flat to saddle to acorn flat. So once you kind of figure out that that's the two things that they're after that that I have that seen personally have come across and they're traveling is uh, it, it makes it a lot easier to kind of get on them. So, so I would definitely say that the the ridges and acre flats are my go to.
1: And acorns drop right different trees produce acorns different years so just because a tree produced last year it might be was it every other year or two years where it's going to produce again Uh, and then they drop at different points in time in the season too so i was just on a hike with my my wife and daughter in some woods um here in wisconsin this last weekend and my daughter uh picked up some acorns i said oh eat acorns and she's two right She she doesn't understand much yet and she's like, lunch, lunch, hungry, 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 and she kept saying this over and over. And we just thought she was hungry. What she was trying to say is she's she want to eat freaking acorns, which she tried to. <laughs> so, Probably a little better, you know, like little scary two-year-old that's a choking hazard. But she's taking <laughs> yeah. chunks out of these things and non. I'm like, okay. So you know, I told her deer eat acorns, and then she decided that she wanted to eat the acorns or the acorns. So
3: <laughs> I, I <I'm> <laughs> will so convert so, so. you. I just thought of something funny if we can try on here, okay? Uh, Yeah. For the entirety of this podcast, every time you say acorn, just try to say acorn, not acorn, and see if you can I'll give
1: it – let's see if you guys guys can do it my way.
3: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Swap
4: it. When when Acorn said he has to take a shot.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, there we go. Now was making a drinking (laughs) game. Yes, yeah, you're that's what I was thinking. It's not a second yeah. game you should be doing, but We've done in a minute and a half. <laughs> yeah.
3: On. Okay. Well,
1: we do hard. have
4: we def we definitely do have some awesome river bottoms down here. We got a current river that that comes. I mean, I'm only about five miles from Current River. And you want to talk about some
3: some good looking areas for sure? It's,
4: it's hilly areas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's gorgeous. Yeah, that's, that's another one other thing, too, that I'll point in is, like, uh, like if you follow, like, any kind of waterways around Missouri, whether it be a lake, a river, or something like that, I mean, a lot of times you will find big deer, just, and you if you have a boat to access it, you know, it's just easy because you're sometimes going in on uh, sometimes unpressured deer, you know, because there's a lot of spots on some lakes around here that, I mean, you could just hop off, in a cove somewhere, hop up on a ridge and you're somewhere that a deer might not have seen very few people, you know, so that's how you kind of access some of the unpressured areas around the area.
4: Yeah. Hey, Dustin, we
3: went out a a couple weeks ago,
4: about how far back do you think that is, off the river
3: to the nearest road? Oh, it's a good mile, I'd say. Just a mile, okay. I I sure. I'd say, yeah, if you go to the left, but you know, we would back in there a good way, but, not. you yeah. know, a lot of people won't walk that far. No. That's then again, that's there are people that will.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's hard to get away from, like, you know, I've talked about this a bunch on the show in the past, that it's, you know, this isn't a real statistic, but this is just how I see it. You know, it seems to be that you got to do 90% of your scouting is to get away from other hunters, let alone finding them where the deer sign is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think that's one, getting harder and harder these days.
3: Yeah. Yes, around here in this area, too, like, you know, I guess we've got so much public land that people can hunt. I always wondered that, you know, growing up, I'm like, why does everybody, like, up north come down south to hunt for gun season and stuff like that? I mean, just deer camps everywhere you go, uh I mean, there's just people coming down everywhere in gun season, and I'm like, what the heck? That don't make no sense. Like, the big deer are up north, but I think what it is is just we have so much accessible land that people come down here and have deer camps with their family and stuff, so we get a lot of people down here, especially during gun season. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> kind of interesting because I got the, the same thing here in Wisconsin. The difference is a lot of people go up north. You know, there's not that many deer up north. There A lot of the deer are down south. <laughs> and, you know, it's... <laughs> But there's less, um, you know, populace down uh, or up north than there is down south. So there's more land up north, uh, significantly. You're getting more. away from people. So <laughs> you're getting away from people. You're going yeah. to where it's easy to access, where there's thousands and thousands of acres. And, um, you know, some folks don't stay back. But when you're in the rural communities, like, you're not going to shoot a rifle, right, because there's a lot of city ordinances. But up north, when you've got those thousands and thousands of acres, yeah, you can you can do all that stuff.
3: Yeah, that's that's pretty much kinda of where we live. Uh, hey hey boo can you go in here? Sorry my little girl wanting to hop in on the podcast, but uh
1: <laughs> wouldn't be the first yeah, time that's okay.
3: If you if you've ever uh heard the term hillbillies, like that's pretty much the land we live in around here. I mean it's just uh open woods. People shoot guns all the time. It's just that's pretty uh pretty much what it is down here too. Yeah,
1: I hope you. None of you guys own a banjo, right?
3: Uh, my dad. Uh, don't one. ask. I tried <laughs> one time, but I can't play oh, the guitar. So. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and there's Funny. there's a lot of big deer up here too. Like, uh, oh yeah. There's, I mean, I can, I can think of a handful that's, you know, pushing one eighties and bigger. So I mean, it's there's a lot of deer and then there's there's a lot of big deer. You know, you might not have your, your numbers as far as, like, northern
3: Missouri for as many big deer, but it's definitely a, a good area for sure. Well, and let me drop in a point here, too. Like, this is another thing we've talked about is, like, you know, northern Missouri, they're like, you know, I don't know, 85% ag fields, and then you got those little winding timber strips that, you know, deer have to use most of the time. Uh, down here, it's just such a, I mean, a maze of, trees that any big buck can skirt you at any time you know Mm -hmm. just uh it's i think i don't know if that's the scientific reason or if there are more it's a needle in a haystack there are big ones down here yeah it's just harder to find
1: yeah that's funny you say that like we don't seem to have a lot of real big ones up north but like a good buck up there is considered to be one of the best trophies you can get a northwoods buck it's hard to come by there's predation we got wolf packs We got cougars and bear and plenty of coyotes, um, not to mention all the hunters. So, like, with that much land, it is the needle in the haystack kind of thing. Um, Oh, yeah. And that's a different type of hunting. When you have that much ground to cover, you know, it's easy to – no, I shouldn't say it's easy, but it's easier to pick apart a plot of land that's in some sort of rural area, area. kind of like the urban hunting, like, oh, here's a plot, you know, it's X amount of acres, I can – Kind of start to dissect this. Here's the access. Here's where hunters I can go. Here's some water that I can cross or get a canoe on or a kayak, et cetera, et cetera. Right? And you can pick it apart a little bit and find the bedding areas and then go get boots in the ground and confirm. Up north, all you see on those maps is freaking trees forever.
0: You know, how yeah. do you deal with that?
1: You know, yeah. you can maybe look yeah. at terrain, but there's so many bluffs and bluffs and bluffs and bluffs. It's like they could be anywhere. You know.
3: yeah or- there's a there's a Next. patch of uh, conservation around this area probably about 30 miles away from us or more called the Irish Wilderness. And, I mean, they call it a wilderness for a reason. I mean, I've had a buddy, actually a guy that's in the group, Kyle Nelson, he, was, he got lost turkey hunting out there one year. And he said he walked and no walked and it was almost starting to get dark. And finally he ran up on an old boy's house out in the middle of the woods and the guy drove him back around to his truck. And he said he was like 15 miles away from where they
1: parked at. Holy crap. That almost so, happened to me once. You know, at, at, I had, I was going the wrong direction just completely and it must have been God, man. I swear. like I just yeah. happened to turn the right way to stop and take a piss and I caught a glare of sun off the windshield of the truck and I was like, what the hell is that? And I was like, holy shit, that's the truck. I was going the wrong way. I never would have found it. <laughs> it's I yeah, definitely going to get you know, turned you know, around. It's
4: it's,
3: it'll it'll fright you for a little bit.
1: And you take far from look at the wood differently when you're in that vast of a a land, right? You start to actually, like, think differently. I think it's actually accessing, like, a different part of your brain, kind of like when you're working out and if you throw on weight that's going to crush you, you're you're doing something different than if you're just going through the motions, you know, doing some bench press. You start to throw on some car-level weight and and you're going to crush yourself. You're trying differently. If you go into the big, big, big woods, I think you're accessing something different, more primal. That you're like, I gotta, I gotta pay the f attention here.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was telling Ethan today actually. I said it would be cool, like to one, to one year, kind of do like a, go to like a big, like the Irish wilderness around where we're at, and just take off walking. And you got your tent and everything else in your backpack, and you just camp where you're ready to hunt the next morning. Go out and hunt. Come pack up camp, kind of like you do elk hunting or something like that. You know just kind of do off-the-grid kind of hunt. I think that would feel pretty neat. Yeah.
1: That's a good way to do That'd it. You know, of- the Deer Hunter podcast, Kevin Vistason with the Deer Hunter, He he's out of Michigan, and he packs in like that for just whitetail. And they got some big woods in Michigan where he goes. It's beautiful. I don't know if you guys have seen his flick yet that he put out. Um,
2: yep, I got it last week, actually, in the mail.
1: He does a good job of capturing what I think is the quintessence of hunting. Like, he really does, even on his show, man, he... uh he gets it, you know.
3: Is that that DVD you was wanting me to watch, Ethan?
1: Yep,
2: that's
3: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd like to watch it. I watched just like a second of it when you turned it on. It looks like he does some good work.
1: Yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, we're having a watch party, so I haven't watched it yet. And I know he's working on a digital download because I don't have a DVD player. Um, in fact, my computer doesn't have a way to play discs. So uh, I gotta, I got to go to a buddy's house when he gets back, and we're going to. We're going to check it out and drink.
3: <laughs> oh, man, Ethan. This is the best video ever. ever. I'm seeing double vision. Yeah. Like two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: One of the guys, it's Robert just asked in the comments, any good shine down there by you guys? You guys got moonshine? Are you that far south? Yeah, <laughs> i got a <laughs> <laughs>
3: Can't give away the secrets. No. Yeah. No. Let's
1: called connections. Yeah, yeah. yeah. NASCAR, it sure is a NASCAR. That's a NASCAR. NASCAR. Yeah. I <laughs> oh, man. So and I like I like the idea of talking about big woods hunting, dude, because it's just is different. Like the way you have to prep for it, how you go out about your day, you know. And up here in Wisconsin, it gets, you know, we've had we we literally had what we call the polar vortex last winter. You know, you get. Mixing in some cold with some of that, you know, vast land, and suddenly you got some real yeah. serious you're dealing with. You know, for you guys down there in the south, I got to imagine your early season hunts come September fifteenth. It's still pretty damn hot down there.
3: Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Me and Alton, yeah. actually, I m- remember last year we we walked. We come in off the river actually on this one spot, and uh, heck, we got out of the boat. By the time we walked all the way across the field to our stands, it was so hot that. It, we just like screw this camo like we're just gonna crawl up in the tree with our t-shirts and ended up having a pretty daggum good hunt that night we seen a lot of deer and we passed a bunch that just walked right by us and i mean it was a cool experience but yeah it was hotter than crap i got a picture on my phone of just sweat pouring down my head right while we were hanging our stands yeah
1: so when it's season, how do you guys deal with that do what when it's in season you're actually hunting like how do you because scent control becomes a lot harder and and hopefully there's some wind right at that point hopefully you can use that to your advantage but like i can't imagine what you do with the deer when you shoot and it, it's that damn hot like you got to deal with that thing pretty quick and get it on some ice
3: yeah you definitely have to act quick and hopefully and you know hopefully you make a good clean kill on them because uh, i've had to, i've had that happen a couple of times uh where you shoot a deer and you can't find it, and then goes into the night, and then the next day you finally find it. And by that time, it's not pretty yeah. any good for eating, you know? Yeah.
4: yeah. That's yeah, that why tough. you gotta
3: shoot when they're walking towards the road. Hopefully, they'll run that way. Yeah. <laughs> <That's the key. laughs> I killed a That's doe. The <laughs> she, did, she did just that. Just I shot her and she ran back uphill towards the truck. I was like, heck yeah.
1: Start chasing
3: her. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: And I saw the video you guys posted recently, uh, you know, with the saddle. Is that something you guys are trying out this year, or something you've done in the past, the saddle hunting? I know that's trending up right now in a big way.
3: This
4: this is my first year in the saddle. Um, I just recently got my um, arrow hunter, the Kestrel Flex, maybe two two weeks ago probably. And um, I've had quite a bit of time in it practicing, climbing up and down, um, trying to make one trip up you know, that's that's the whole goal with it is to be able to climb up and be there just in one trip and it is challenging, um, trying different packs out and steps and platforms, but it, it's fun to to figure all that out and uh shooting from it is it's a lot easier than what I expected it to be when I when I tried Ethan's uh, saddle out his platform just moving around I knew it was gonna be pretty easy but it was Actually, when I actually got up there with my bow and doing some shooting, it's a lot easier. It's about what I expected. It they're so a lot of fun for sure, but I'm, I'm ready to hunt with it. It's going to be exciting. And do you think
1: you could do a long sit with one of those? Because I know you can just kind of sit yeah. up on the tree and kind of chill out there, but it just feels like it doesn't I feel all, the same, I said right?
2: All day, seven sits last year in mine, and had no problems. I was more comfortable in my my saddle than I was on a tree stand
4: especially you get That's that awesome. back supporter too so yeah that makes
1: it a little more like a lounger like a lot kind of thing you to the tree or what what's that like
2: it's a it's a little think of it as like a a camera strap i want to put it as plain as possible think of the cheap camera strap that comes with cameras it's about two inches wide and it goes around behind your back and ties in on your bridge, and so it's a back support that's kind of flexible, and it's like a neoprene back support, and you can lean back into it, and it's like you're sitting in a recliner, kind of.
1: Yeah, well, that sounds yeah. kind
4: of nice. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, pretty what I
4: like and I like how you have so many different positions you can go to. You know, you can stand up if you need to, and for whatever reason you're getting uncomfortable, you can pretty much sit next to the tree or your knees next to the tree. And a lot of guys are using knee pads or a cushion and they're bungeeing around it. And, but you're not just sitting there. You got like a tree stand, you got a lot more options. That's what, that's what I really like about it.
1: Yeah. It seems to be the two biggest advantages of that, not to get on this topic, but like, why not? Right. We're here. So is the, uh, the, the packability of it. It's super lightweight. And the fact that you can pivot around an entire tree, yeah, you're not fixed. Yeah. You got a dynamic fence.
2: Mm-hmm. Let me roll with this changes. for just a second, Lance. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I was kind of on the fence about the saddle deal last year, and then i I didn't even realize I did it. But on May last year, I got a t- I got a text from Greg Godfrey saying right. I won the. One of the first tethered manises off the production line in a giveaway. So that's what got me going on it. And so once I got that in I realized how efficient it was. It didn't come in till after our annual rut hunt. But just the swap from carrying a twenty five pound um lock on stand and I have asthma. And you can guys. Ask- Dustin or any of the other guys that hunted with me last year up in North Missouri, I'd have to stop every hundred yards up there and catch my breath. Cause I felt like I was about to die.
1: Yeah. Just lightening that load
2: bad. down to from tree stand to saddle. You know, I think I weighed my whole setup and if I'm on private, I can use bolts. I yeah, I got a tree hopper bolt um, kit and you know, I'm in the, eight and a half to nine pound range and i can be 25 foot versus 25 pounds plus 12 pounds worth of sticks to get to 13 or 14 foot
3: yeah so it made
2: a huge difference just on me walking around with my asthma
3: yeah yeah I, i will say last year man we had some weight on our back i bet i bet you we had every bit of 60 70 pounds packed in with all the cam- and that's the, and that's another side trail thing. But uh, when you when we started actually, you know, getting cameras and stuff like that, and actually starting to pack them out there, and and just trying to do it, like it made you realize it's like, golly, you got to really want to do this. If if you're doing this and you're not making money on it, you know, and uh, but there ain't nothing else. Not. Like, yeah, it's just. <laughs>
1: Now that's cool to hear, and and additionally too, like you're not so like if you use a climber, right? You're you're pretty uh, stuck to certain types of trees. If you use a hang on, that's great too. But then you got to really pay attention to the bend and lean of that tree as far as where you're gonna position that thing. I know yep. um, Lone Wolf has done some cool things to help with the kind of adjustability of that, um, but there's only so much you can do even if you adjust it. Like you don't want to be hunched forward for five hours. Um, so then you have the saddle stuff and now you really, any tree is an option at that point. You yeah. just got to so. think the linemen out there in the world that use these things got to be laughing at all of us, right? You know, have uh-huh. like, been yeah. doing this shit for years. So we do have a caller, yeah. um, in queue. I'm going to bring them on. Uh, looks like they're out of Mound, Minnesota. It looks like, uh, it's screening their name right now, so we'll see who it actually is. looks like it's, uh, John. Prattville. So I'm going to bring him on right now. Um, John, you're live on the Where to Hunt podcast coming out of Minnesota. How's it going, man? Hey, uh, I have a question for you. What do you got, bud? Um, I know it sounds stupid, but have you seen something like, like I can swear, like I know it sounds so stupid, but I, w- I was going
4: hunting the other day and I saw something that didn't, that looked kind of like a bear, but kind of human. Like, something like Bigfoot, but it sounds so stupid. <laughs> but... Um, wow. Then, But the scariest thing is that like, once I saw it, like, I had my friend uh, with me and he he pointed at it and I looked over there and it started running t- towards us. You know? And obviously I, r- I run.
3: But this thing it was fast. It like... It like jumped on me? And then it, and then
1: it pulled <laughs> Oh goodness. So I dropped that call. It sounds like they're talking about the window. <laughs> Look guys, wow. I'm really happy yeah, you got to be part of the first prank caller into the show. That's that's the first Hey
2: Hey, Bigfoot's real. Ask half our crew.
1: It <laughs> is. Yeah, exactly. There's the Windago. there's the Beast of railroad Road, there's Bigfoot. You know, I got half a mind to to believe that one of those damn things exists, not to mention the frickin' goat sucker, the Chupacabra. Oh,
4: the, uh, yeah. Hey, shout-out uh, to my old town. Shout-out to my old town. There was a guy that was hunting some some public land out there, and him and his son, they swear they see the Bigfoot. So, I don't know. I don't know if Bismarck does have a, a Sasquatch in it, but... Uh, they sure, they sure said they see.
3: I think they're real. Well, I know one thing: if I ever see a Sasquatch in the woods, I'm gonna punch him in his mouth. <laughs> just, <laughs> that's, like,
1: that's like telling like just to Einstein. say he done it. Just <laughs> to say he did it. I don't even
3: Anarchy. I don't know what it is, but I like it.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> see, me and
1: Dustin believe in
4: Sasquatch, but Ethan thinks the world's
3: flat. So.
1: He's a Dude, if y'all don't know what the Windago is, you got to Google it, right? And you got to Google the Beast of Bray Road. I am not kidding you. People have made some really shitty movies about this stuff.
2: The Beast, Beast of, of what? Bray Road. I'm writing it down.
1: The Beast <laughs> of Bray Road. Look, if you get nothing else out of this podcast, Google the Beast of Bray Road and the Wisconsin Windago.
3: <laughs> I got them wrote down. Ethan, I think we need to start a show finding Bigfoot. I think that name. Think would
2: make good. Well, we need to get a hold of John from Minnesota again.
4: Yeah, yeah, he's got the spot.
1: He's tried to call in a few different times. Oh, man. I keep, I keep blocking him. So, uh <laughs> <fan> <laughs> caller!
2: I was with him until yes, yeah. I said it. Jumped on him.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
4: well, I wasn't yes, sure I was what to think like... when he said he was hunting the other day, and I was trying to think of well, he just said his season starts the fourteenth. Yeah. What What is that?
1: There's a a video on YouTube uh, called The Michigan Dog Man. And maybe this is a a question for um, Kevin with uh, the Deer Hunter podcast because he's from Michigan. But if you Google The Michigan Dog Man, you're going to find some pretty interesting things. It's another one to Google, it's pretty freaky.
2: Ah. Have to check that yeah. out. Me and me and Dustin share a YouTube account, and I'll be looking at his search history tonight, and it'll have all these on there for hours on end. <laughs> I can't wait
1: for people to listen to this episode now and be like, "Okay, I've learned about the Michigan dog, man, the Wendigo, the beast of Bray Road, the chupacabra." Like, dude, Sasquatch is old news after today's episode.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like white tails yeah. are old news. We need to move yeah. in on some of these. <laughs>
1: Imagine yeah. killing a Sasquatch, and you'd have, like, Remington, the bullet that killed Sasquatch. He'd be rich as <laughs> yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brought I to killed you by him out Bush of the <laughs> yeah, Brought to you by Bush Light.
2: Yeah, I cracked a cold <laughs> one, and here he came.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, he, the, what Ethan was saying, though, about me and Ethan both uh, share the same YouTube account. You know, I got a little girl, so a lot of times I'll be looking up just goofy cartoon stuff, and Ethan will text me the next day, what the heck are you watching over there?
1: <laughs> I do have another caller, but I have half mind to believe that it's another pranker at this point. I'm a little nervous.
2: <laughs> Go for it. We're all game. Yeah, we're let's, let's hear it.
1: They got to be blocking it. Let's see how it goes. Let me finish my story. You're live on the, you're live on the Where to Hunt podcast. This isn't a prank call, is it?
3: Oh goodness! All Everybody right. take the
1: marshmallows away from these kids. Wow! Does your mom, know you talk with that mouth? <laughs>
3: mm. Yeah,
1: I regret Holy bringing that line. Online. That was terrible. You're gonna hey, have to look, write that one look, down. I've been I've been well. doing this show for uh, live calls since March. That is the first prank caller, so I think we're I think we're making a dent. <laughs>
2: Well, at least you know you will not accept any more Minnesota calls, unfortunately. I <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: mean, Minnesota,
1: bringing up the rear. What is up with you guys? Wow. Holy oh, cow.
3: You know what's funny about that, though, is I remember them days when I was a teenage kid and I picked up the phone book and a phone and just started dialing random numbers and just <laughs> making up some crazy story. Didn't wow. have done that. But... Yeah.
2: That was
1: a pretty. That's a pretty real thing as a kid, right? You'd pick up the phone. You would do that. Why would we do that? Kids are. Stupid. I don't
2: know. <laughs> we don't even have phone books now, so you kids can't do that now. That's yeah, what we talked about the other day. You
1: Google phone numbers.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I guess you just Facebook. Apparently,
1: they find podcasts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: like we were talking about that the other day. Uh, you know, uh, growing up. I, we, me and Ethan, Ethan was born in 89, so he thinks he's older than me, but he ain't. <laughs> but uh, anyway, just growing up, you know, in this generation, like, I remember when I was 15, I had, I think I got my first cell phone when I was 15 and stuff like that, and it's just like, I remember, like, before that, I was still, you know, calling the, uh, my buddy's mom's house and asking if he was there and stuff like that, and it's just, you know, I'm sure for even older people than us, it's like, 10 times difference but it's just cool to see that generational change and it's like you know see see what it's going sometimes it's just it ain't worth a shit <laughs>
1: I tend to agree with but, you a little bit there well look let's uh I guess let's shift gears a little bit and you know I know Lance I asked you to think about this at the beginning but if you got a memorable hunt that uh, has kind of come to your mind as we've been chatting here I'd love uh, to hear what yeah. that what that is
4: it's not. It's uh, It wasn't a kill hunt. There wasn't one. The deer killed, but um, I was probably seven, eight years old, and me and my dad had went out, and uh, we just sat on a trail. He, we're walking. He shined this flashlight. And he finds a, finds a tree that had been cut down, and it had a big split in it. So he sat on one side of the stump. I sat on the other. He's watching one direction. I'm watching the other, and, and it's still pitch black out, you can't hardly see nothing and uh as we're just sitting there, sitting there and it had, I, it had rained recently and so that was you could really sneak up on something or something could sneak up on you and we're just kinda of sitting there and I'm about two foot, three foot from the from the deer trail and I kinda of start hearing something and I'm just sitting there looking, I can't see nothing. And then I just see a shadow walk right in front of me. And my heart's pounding, and I don't know what to do. I didn't want to freak out. It kind of walked past us, and I, I tapped my dad on the shoulder, and I said, "Dad, a deer just walked by." He said, "No, that, that wasn't a deer. That had to have been something else. You would have known it was deer." And I said, I, "I promise it was a deer." And he's like, "Hang on." So he digs in his pouch and grabs his flashlight, he flips his flashlight on, and points it up the trail. And sure enough, a deer walked two foot from me, and and did, didn't smell us, didn't didn't do nothing. But I think that was one thing that really hooked me at a young age, was just getting that 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 close to a wild animal. You know that it, I don't know. It just really stuck with me, being able to get that that close and personal with something. So, but
1: oh man, that that's, that's, that's really story. cool.
4: Yeah. yeah, I've never once been that close to another one, which I don't ground hunt now, but not saying that I wouldn't, but I don't really ground hunt now. But just the
1: fact that if I would have thought
4: about it, just stuck my arm out, I probably could have touched the thing. So That's it was crazy. just really, really cool.
1: harshest just freaking pounding. Like, what do you even do? You know, at oh, that point, yeah. you just got yeah. to enjoy the moment. You know, you wouldn't even yeah. want to draw back or pull the trigger or something like that anyway. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. What about you guys, Ethan, Dustin? You guys got some memorable hunts?
3: Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let yeah. Me tell you, think, any hunt we're with we're Dustin Whitten
2: is a memorable hunt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think me Ethan, me and you can both agree one of the best memorable hunts that I can think of is that time we've got it done together. I mean it, it it like I don't know how to explain it. Like I kinda of feel like Ted Nugent here, like when you say like you almost come out of your uh it's just like an unearthly thing. You just it just comes out, like to share that memory with a friend it's just kind of something that you just – you can't get anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? It's, it is like a drug. So, like, I remember I still – I got we got good pictures, photographs, and that's what just makes that sucker just like some of the, the best hunts is just sharing it with friends and stuff like that. But that's probably the one. Yeah, I'm you, that,
1: you that, smoking that
2: deer and me turning around and you about to fall out of your stand, you're shaking and jumping her <laughs> up and down in that stand so hard, banging his head against the tree and <laughs> – <laughs> screaming bloody murder! Hit that was something. I thought he was gonna shake the tree to the ground.
1: Did you get out on film?
2: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's oh that's yeah. Out. Out. <laughs> we'll send it so to. Can you. we go?
1: <laughs> can we go check that one on YouTube? Is that on YouTube? Is that live out there?
3: Actually, we haven't got it edited yet. Like <laughs> that's what we were joking about <laughs> the other day. Uh, I just like Ethan had the the footage. One set of footage of that week. And uh, he put it on a hard drive and couldn't find it until. And then the other day I brought it up. I was like, "Hey, you still got that?" And he's like, "Yeah." So he just found it, and I was showing it to Alt, my, our buddy Alton, that's in the group, and he's like, "Dude, is this not on the YouTube yet?" And I was like, "No, not yet." And he's like, "Why not?" He's like, "This is like the baddest hunt ever." And I was like, well, <laughs> "I'm gonna see what I'm gonna do, I can do here in the next couple of weeks." But yeah, that's that's a big thing about you know doing this YouTube thing. This is another side trail, but Ethan said it before. You know, we all got kids and uh, a family that, that we're doing and, uh, you know, a job. I work at a local factory around here. And, heck, I may work 40 to 60 hours a week depending on what it is. And just trying to set aside the time to, you know, balance this between your family life. Like like I said, like I was new to everything. I didn't even – I didn't know anything about computers. I was just your normal click and peck. And uh, you know, trying to learn all that stuff. I remember it for uh I, I mentioned to Ethan uh the other day we went out to hang a game camera. And uh, I was in a stand last year and it was calling for rain and so I'm like, Do I really wanna sit through this rain? I ain't seen nothing all day or the wife and the kid are away, I can actually solely focus on learning Premiere Pro on a computer. And so I climbed down that day, went and made me a cup of coffee, and I sat down watched a YouTube video that was like four hours long. And then ever since then, it's just kind of been a hit or miss, like, you know, just learning new things out. But that's definitely uh, what I love to do, you know. And I think I think we all are kind of in the same boat.
4: Yeah, I think Why it was good be... with us. Go ahead, man. I, I was going to say, I think what's good with us is, like, um, Ethan and Dustin, they're really good with the um, the technical side of things, you know, with the cameras and the computers and the editing.
3: And, and then, we're not savvy.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, you're a lot better than I am, but, and then everybody else just, they like to go out and film, whether it's self-filming or filming somebody else, and, and then we all just bombard Ethan and Dustin with all this footage and see what they can make of it
0: jumbled storage <laughs>
1: yeah yeah but I mean, people fun. don't realize i think what goes into some of that stuff it's it's not easy but the memories you capture man like it's priceless stuff and it's so fun to share and it's great to watch and you know, i'm always looking for a new youtube channel to watch you know a lot of these smart tvs have youtube baked into them now and you can watch a lot of the stuff on your living room tv you know i watch a lot of Connor wakefield stuff with the whitetail drifter too um, and I like doing that because I like to see what he's got going on. He puts out more content than, than most, his ability to produce. He's like a, a one-man hunting public, essentially. I mean, they got a whole team. They're doing a lot of highly produced stuff, but he's all doing that from his iPhone. And, yeah, um, yeah. It's yeah. really fun to follow along. It's not just like I'm watching. It's not my phone. I do that sometimes, too, but every now and again, man, it's good to freaking just be on the couch and, like, take it in and really yeah, absorb yeah. it. You know, and so like you guys are going to get out of my subscription list and you'll be right on the same feed and hopefully others will do the same.
4: There's definitely some good ones on there.
3: Yeah, there are, but
1: there's also some not good ones, you know, and you you end up liking the character and personalities of some of these guys and gals doing this stuff and and you kind of get drawn into that just as much as you do with the quality of their production as well as the content they're putting out and the deer they're hunting. A lot of times you buy into the people. Like, Steve, yeah. there's no there's no wonder Steve Rinella has such a big following. If Steve Rinella oh, yeah. stopped doing Steve Rinella, people would probably stop giving a shit as much.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think, I like,
4: go ahead.
1: You're excited Lane. now.
3: <laughs> I'm fired. <laughs> no, go <laughs> ahead, Justin. No, uh, girl, I done forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> that little mix-up. You, you go ahead, bud. What I was gonna say is I was just kind of
4: chiming in what Eric had said, but I I find myself you know I'll, I subscribe to these guys and I'll get a little notification you know that they made a new video and it's I was just just agreeing you you get if you kind of feel like you get to know them and you just
3: enjoy their their content you know yeah yeah it's definitely like you said a lot of times you just connect with personalities and mm-hmm. I know I do that on a couple of YouTube channels like. For instance, there's one YouTube channel that I kind of learned a lot of my camera, like, basics and filming and stuff like that, and that's uh, uh, Peter McKinnon. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but uh, he's not a hunting guy at all. He's from Canada, but he just likes to film and, like, make cool videos. And I mean, he's, he's a good dude to learn from, but that's where I learned all my camera stuff, and it's just like his personality is just like as soon as you meet him, you're like, dude, I'd like to hang out with that guy you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. That's like, yeah. you know, a lot of the stuff I listen to, too, is like I listen to a lot of business stuff and things like that. And, you know, it, it's just good to learn, honestly. Yeah.
3: Oh, oh uh, Ethan introduced me to the old, uh, the funny thing about this before I should even go on is like, like podcasts. I didn't even know what they were really until just like a couple months ago. And then like, Ethan was telling me about podcasts. And lance and i'm like uh you know I'm, I'm here never you are really now heard you're on one and then, yeah man, the funny thing is here but ethan was showing me old joe rogan podcast man i think me and old joe have a good time together he's a, he's a gooseball <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it's, it's interesting like i didn't know what a podcast was either uh believe it or not and i started this one back in 2013 i've been at it for a little while and I remember getting my buddy's car and he's a bit of a nerd and he's always listening to something. I'm like, what station are you listening to? He's like, well, it's a podcast. I'm like, dude, I don't know what a podcast is. What are you talking about? You know, it's like that scene of uh 40 year old virgin. He's like, I don't understand the words coming out of your mouth. I'm going to take offense to those words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Like,
2: I broke Dustin in. I, I broke Dustin in good. We had 10 hours on the road this weekend together. So you got to listen to plenty.
1: <laughs> <Nice.
2: Yep.
1: laughs> well, Yep. Speaking of filming stuff and, and, and like looking at YouTube channels that talk about that, you know, I did a really, really, really granular, in depth podcast with Sam Ewell of Chase Nation, another great channel. They're on Carbon T V, uh, episode sixty nine of our podcast, How to Film Your Hunts. And, you know, I went to college for graphic design and web media and I had to learn how to do a lot of video stuff and the stuff they don't you don't think about is like even your file structure and how you label your videos so you can easily oh, yeah. find them like that's stuff that you know they were teaching me in school that I'm like man do I really got to label all this garbage and then once you get in you're like yeah I sure do cuz if you don't you're trying to visualize all this and when you have that many hours of footage and that many segments dude you need to label it and categorize and create a file structure for that stuff cuz so we talked a lot about that on on that episode I yeah. when
4: I when I listened to that episode and I saved all the photos and from some cards and some videos I, I've i done that exact same thing. I just kinda abbreviated what on what all that picture entails or the video entails, but that's where I got that. that was from that episode I'd heard with you guys. That's
1: good to know, it's, man. It's, it's see I don't really good even know hell. people listen to this yeah. stuff. Yeah, man.
4: and 'cause yeah. I mean any other time you're just gonna see just see numbers or video dash one eight five, you know, stuff like that. And I'd heard that, and then I'm starting to stack all this stuff up, and I'm like, man, I need to organize this somehow. So
1: yep. it's it, yep. It
4: definitely going to help for sure because you just keep adding to it and adding to it, and then the next thing you know, you got all these numbers and nowhere to start. Then you
1: start getting stressed out because maybe it doesn't save or something crashes, You're like, oh, my God, i got to build this again or whatever because shit happens, you know. Yeah. So um, yeah. you guys know, right? You're learning.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've never wanted to punch my computer more than, you know, sometimes you did, you, you spend hours you know, away from your family just working on this video and you're feeling it, and then all of a sudden, like, you hit some button or something like that, and all of a sudden, poof, it's gone. It's like, oh. <laughs> it'll it'll trick my buttons pretty quick right there. But
1: That's funny, man. Well, where do people <laughs> find Acorn Outdoors? How do they get to your YouTube channel, your Instagram, your Facebook spell it out for us so we know where to find you uh
3: a k e r n outdoors
2: that'll get you on facebook instagram and youtube
3: yeah yep
1: you guys uh gonna do anything with the website in the future is that is that um the docket or probably don't even need to worry about that
3: oh there ain't no telling what we'll do in the future like that's 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 my side on things is you know you just keep you keep doing something hard enough long enough and eventually you're going to do something right and you're going to learn from the things you do wrong so uh we've actually i got a buddy of mine that actually purchased a website he bought the domain for us just so we could have it because i don't know anything about this you know uh he's talking about there's domain squatters and i'm like i don't know what that is but thank you man so uh, yeah he actually did that and (laughs) I mean we just don't really have anything right now that's gonna go to that, but eventually, you know, I'd like to like come up with some merch and stuff like that, you know, a couple hats, T shirts and whatever along the way and we yeah. might, you know, you never know where it'll go. But I that's mean good, we're man. just gonna keep, keep doing fun what and we're keep doing. So. Right. <laughs> yeah,
4: definitely. Just filming and having fun with it. That's I think that's our main our main focus, you know. We don't wanna lose sight of that. But it's definitely, it
3: definitely gonna be fun like, to see where it goes. It's definitely what, from my opinion, is, you know, we we're, we're, we all pretty much grew up together. I know Lance is pretty new to the group. But, uh, like, uh, as we get older, you get married, you got kids and stuff like that, you kind of just kind of sometimes just kind of slowly fall apart. Well, it's, by doing this with all of us friends and stuff like that, it really kind of just keeps us close because, you know, we're always texting each other you know, at, throwing around yeah. ideas or something like that, always having a meeting over at my house or something like that.
4: And yeah, we just
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it's always a good time when we hang out, so
1: that's but. cool. Well I can't wait to follow along in this season, guys. Thanks for your time away from your family and you know, out of the Deer Woods and your season starts right after mine, a day after, so, you know, let's continue to follow each other here and, and see where everything goes for us. We'll be happy to share the content and Help get the word out there.
3: All right. Well, yeah. I appreciate you for having us, man. Yeah. And like a brother. Yep. We greatly appreciate it. So
4: maybe we can get get back together later on postseason and uh, share some stories.
1: Hell oh, yeah! yeah guys. I'm always
4: down to top. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: tip of the week. This should just be like an opinion of the week because I don't really give you guys and gals any good tips. <laughs> Maybe I have in the past. I, I do try sometimes to really think on some things. Other times it just kind of go with what comes to mind and um, you know I guess my tip of the week this week will be a question of the week rather than an opinion or a tip and I'm actually curious and we talked about hunting big woods and I talk about You know, my experiences as a young hunter hunting the Nicolet National Forest in Wisconsin, these guys talk about hunting the southern part of Missouri. Um, You know, I just think when you're in woods that vast, that that deep, um, I'm actually curious to know how many hunters actually bring along a compass with them anymore. So uh, I actually learned how to do land nav, and I only retained... Some of it, I haven't really used it a lot. The last time I brushed up on it was when I was in the Boundary Waters. And, um, you know, that was a really important skill to have back in the day. And now with GPS and things like that, it's just, you know, we rely so heavily on this technology, right? Like I, I talked about in the announcements in the beginning and talking about the Where to Hunt app. Um, you know, Onyx will say, know where you stand. I think if I were to redo my tagline, I might say something like, know who stands among you um, or know who, who you stand among, something like that. 'Cause that's what the word hunt app does, but remove technology for a second and I remember taking out maps and we'd sit in the truck down a logging road with our headlamps and our flashlights and we'd look at the map and we'd figure out where are we gonna go, where are we, how do we figure this out? You have your compass with you, know that when you head this direction, you gotta head back west to get to the truck, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, you know, I just wonder how much that plays into things anymore. So I guess my tip of the week is, you know, when I talked about in the podcast that when you, maybe it's bench press or whatever, right? Um, A certain amount of weight, it, it does something different to your brain. Well, when you're in woods that vast and deep and big, I think it reconnects you with nature at a different level because you're forced to think about, Holy crap, I could get lost. And even when I think about that back then, it was a pretty normal thing. Like you would have to bring out some fire starting equipment with you Um, you'd have to make sure you had some rations and food because there's a very real chance you would get lost. And so if you had to spend the night in the woods, you had to have some certain things prepared. Um, so anyway, tip of the week, I guess if I were to sum this into a tip is think about how you're reconnecting with nature. And, um, it'd be interesting to think about going into a, a bigger plot of land to tap into that mindset and see what your skills are, are really kind of made of and capable of. So I guess really this week I'm looking for your feedback. If you want to send a picture message, um, well that doesn't make any sense, <laughs> take us in a picture on Facebook or Instagram of your compass. There's a static compass that I've uh, got really comfortable using in the past. Um, it's a very particular type of compass that it really works well for land nav. Um Anyways, That's the the tip of the week, or whatever the hell you want to call it this week. We got a couple weeks to go before bow season opens up here in Wisconsin. I'm super stoked. Uh, I would look for everyone and anyone's participation for the Rut Club radio show that launches in a week from today. And uh, also stay tuned for some app updates and things like that as well. Uh, Have a great day. Have a great week. And hunt public.